originally put out by Bear. Oh, that surprised me just a little bit. Nailed it. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly, and we're broadcasting from Show Creator Studios here in Las Vegas. It's not just Penn Sunday School. That's right. Oh, you're Sunday right. Sunday School brought to you Shit, I by Masterclass. Yeah, I got to start over. No, no. Right? Oh, I was, I was going to keep going with that. Oh, yeah. But we get in trouble if we don't. No, but I was... We, okay. <laughs> Let's Sorry. not squabble before it starts. Presenting over an hour of squabbling. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School, presented to you by Masterclass. Yeah! I'm Matt Donnelly. We're broadcasting from Show Creator Studio South here in Las Vegas. And this week, Penn, boy, did he mess up something. Just really. Oh, no, I saved something. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Something went down to the Penn and Teller show. It, sure did. it was a. It was a, it was an Italian air show. Here he is <laughs> preaching the love, Pendulette. And I want to tell you, I'm not just preaching love, but I'm preaching love for Masterclass. Yeah. We are so happy that they are responsible for everything now. Yes. We are doing Masterclass from the kindness of Masterclass. Yeah. We get to do this show. Sure. Yeah. They they came and saved us. Yeah. So now we're able to do it, and we're going to talk more about Masterclass. Yeah. It's lifelong learning. Yeah. That's the important thing to know. We all use it. And we all love it. All you need to know now, we'll talk a little more, but all you need to know now is this holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free what? at masterclass.com slash pen. pen. Right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash pen. Masterclass.com slash pen. Offer terms apply as we're preaching love. So let's get... Uh, do you want to do some hatred of uh, F1 first, or do you want to go right into stories? <laughs> I just, the, 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 the headline of a Las Vegas local, I, like late, be, the review journals come out with article after article, which is just different industries bitching about it. It's yeah. basically leading. F1, the, for those who don't know, yeah. and I don't know, yeah. is Formula One racing. Yes. And these assholes, yeah. are, <laughs> I don't mean to spin it. I try to give news <laughs> These assholes are going to drive cars wicked fast on yeah. the streets of Vegas? Yeah. Okay. Now, there are people that have gone to prison for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 I mean- uh, You know why? It's bad for the town yes. to have people drive wicked fast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How fast are they going to go? Like like 200, right? I have no idea. They go really fast. Faster than I, than I drive. Yeah, well, because- Faster than my Corolla makes it here. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, plus, now you can't move around Vegas. That's now exactly. everything like, takes it, an hour. It's sitting in the whole town repeatedly because they wanted uh, the 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 race optically to run right through the middle of Las Vegas mm. and other parts of it. So optically to run? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> no, because they moved the, they moved the race to ten o'clock at night so that the, everything would be light up, lit up mm. instead of during the day. And they and when when Americans don't know anything about F one, we think of like Monte Carlo, and we think of cars racing through the streets, and so they wanted to make that experience. Ah, uh, that's not true. What do you think? I I never thought of Monte Carlo with F one until you just said that. Okay. So when you say Americans think that, some Americans think that. Good point. Other Americans like me don't think. Yeah. You could almost do a full stop there, but you could also add about F one. Yeah, yeah. I never gave the slightest. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, really, didn't most I? Americans didn't until Netflix put out a hit reality show. Is that, that really true? Yeah, that's really true. F, uh, they started doing a very popular reality show on F1 racing, and all of a sudden, a bunch of Americans got into it that that weren't into it before. Because Americans like NASCAR. Yes. Now NASCAR, for all the stuff we kind of roll our eyes at NASCAR. Yeah. NASCAR is sensible. Yeah. You take people out to a place far yeah, away. Yeah, we have a track on the north end of town. For NASCAR events. And in other cities. Yeah. Far away from me. <laughs> and they go left in a circle, right? Yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm not thrilled about the fact that sometimes they die. Right. But that's what they do. Yeah. And they do it off in another, in another whole place. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Here they're going to write through the town. And then they did all things like uh, make sure that uh, people who didn't pay can't see it. So they put a lot of uh, money into obstructing people's views all around town. Including the bridges that go over 
the strip from one casino to another now have boards up so you can't see uh, uh, really? the strip. Really? Yeah, I didn't yeah, even yeah. know that. So yeah. they're trying to stop people who live in the town yeah. from seeing something that comes to the town yeah. and inconveniences them tremendously. Yes. Yeah. And in order to make the road- And you know who makes money off this? Rich people. What's that? Tourists too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They started out with film on these bridges and the tourists peeled the film off. Oh, nice. So, so people are fighting back is what he's saying. Uh, and then apparently in order to have uh, the road correct uh, for a, a F1 race, you must pave it every day. <laughs> you must put another lay. I don't know. I'm exaggerating, but it just seems like everything's shut down every day for pavement every day. And it's causing all kinds of chaos. And then on top of that, there are things like restaurants and other industries of people who are just going to be at these casinos going like, how do my workers get here? <laughs> the people that will cook food that your rich people will order how do they arrive and the answer is i don't know the chances of somebody in an f1 race car stopping to pick up yeah. a dishwasher very <laughs> low very slim very slim you can't carpool yeah even the your thumb will not work leg still probably won't work yeah showing a little leg probably and, still won't work yeah and uh and uh ride sharing doesn't work. No, no, you know, no, no. I'll be arriving in a Formula One racer. <laughs> yeah. In Uber, it's like it's like you have know, Uber XL, Uber Black, and then it's going to be Uber F One. Yeah, be very expensive. <laughs> very expensive. <laughs> very fast. <laughs> and it's fascinating because it, it you know, uh, we're hosting this race and the Super Bowl within like a two two month span or three month span or something like that. Um, and and by the way, all the stuff that people say. Yeah. about these stadiums and these events being good for the city yeah. is false, right? Right. It's good for a very small number of very, very wealthy people. Right. But as far as people were working here, right. it doesn't really help much. doesn't seem like- Because the people that come in to see this shit don't necessarily go to see Shin Lim. Right. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And- uh, I'm not, I'm avoiding the obvious example. <laughs> No, but the truth is that-, that If they uh, want to see us during F1, they could go to, go to fucking Canada. Taylor Swift took over the town, but not weeks in advance with construction projects. And uh, She worked a couple of construction she worked, projects. <laughs> she looks so attractive in a hard hat. Uh, that Korean boy band BTS, I think, they, yeah. they, they crushed it here for four concerts. Yeah. Uh, we like that. Yeah. And they don't need- We don't need as many stadiums as we have. That part's very true. We don't need as because many. We a still, few is fine. We still don't know what we're doing with the Sphere. No. It's amazing how many people ask me about that. They're like, you've been to the Sphere yet? What's going on with the Sphere? And I go, I haven't gone. It's $90 to see a movie and uh, uh, $1,100 to see you too. So um, I'm not going. How much is it to see you too? Most of the average ticket price, I think, was reported once at $1,100 to see. To see you too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If there were a good band in there, it'd be like $5,000, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. Uh, yeah, we see people in our audience with like U2 t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those people spent $1,100 to see U2. Then they get into our show for less than 100 bucks. Yes. That, I've never felt like we're more of a bargain. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we could essentially advertise Penn and Teller pretty near free. Yeah. That should be what's on our sign, except there's no sign. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. You have no sign right now. I mean- not even because they're doing wonderful things for the Rio. Yeah. They're renovating it. And we like all this. We like all this very, very much. Yeah. But there was a 300 foot picture of me on the side of the Rio. Yeah. Which gave, I, I was 300 feet. Tell so us for, like, for, for listeners, tell uh, us like 270. Oh, you're not even on the side of the building right now? No. Oh, I didn't even see They had that. to do repainting. So they took down that. So there's, if you look at the Rio, there's no giant picture of Penn and Teller. Okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. Why should there be a giant picture of us when there's unlimited shrimp, right? <laughs> so there's no picture of us. Then there are four billboards. Yeah. Okay. In various places around that say what's available in this building. Mm -hmm. All those, all those billboards are down. All of them. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> I. Every one of them. Now, there's not even a Xeroxed piece of paper <laughs> at the entrance that says Penn and Teller is here also. 
They're, now, they're going to put, supposedly, big, nice video screens. Right. Now, you know what it means to have a video screen instead of your billboard? You're on there less. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, on there in a, you're on there in a rotating fashion. Sure. They go, hey, look, it's Penn & Teller. They go, what? Over there, it's, oh, it's a restaurant. Yeah, it's a restaurant. It's not, you can't see Penn & Teller there. So we are doing fine. We're selling a lot of tickets yeah. in a completely unmarked building. <laughs> you basically become a secret magic show. Yeah, secret magic show. Pretty hip. Secret, very, very hip. Yeah. Unless you want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very funny. Yeah. I actually, I came, I came to to go to the uh, the Rio. Yeah. I came from the other side because I had to do something else on the strip. Came to the other side, and the I guess the <laughs> there's there's two two of the happiest days in a man's life. Yeah. The day he buys a boat, the day he gets rid of the boat. I think about that every time. Right. I think about it all. Every time, every time I'm on a boat, my brother has a boat. Every time yeah. I'm on a boat, all I think about is that quote. Yeah. And there are the two most startling days in a man's life when your picture and name are gigantic on a theater. <laughs> That's a startling moment. And when there is no record of you whatsoever, <laughs> it's also a startling moment. Um, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, McDonald's has that giant M you go, Oh, there's why I can go to get a hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. As a matter of fact, uh, if you want to see Penn and Teller in Vegas, good luck to you. <laughs> uh, you know, who is helping you? Hmm. Jackie, you. Oh, isn't that wonderful? That was amazing. Jackie, you has, uh, we're going to probably show it in the lobby. Oh, yeah? It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. It's so good. Of course, he's a friend of Hondro's. And yeah. of course, we know him. He's been he, back. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been on uh, Fool Us twice. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Just the most energetic 14-year-old, 35-year-old. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, we actually interviewed him on Piff the Magic Dragons podcast back when he had one of those. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he went to like a magic, like it was basically like a magic college. Like wherever he went, it was like, Every day studying mm -hmm. magic for years. Well, it should be because he's good. He's very good. He's very. He, he's a great Instagram follow before this, but he did a five-minute history of Penn and Teller. Yeah. Uh, with flip book. Yeah. Uh, Pop-up books. Pop-up books. That's it. Pop what would you uh, What would you uh, uh, search for to find that? Uh, I would just put. Uh, I, I, Jackie U is a YouTube uh, channel, so just look, look for Jackie U. You, you should spell it, maybe. J J E K I space. Y-O-O, Jackie okay, U. Jackie U. Now, you know what's really funny about that? You know how Hondro spells it? Oh. With a Y. With a Y. Yeah, but it's J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackie, Jackie U. Yeah. Uh, incredible, if you get a chance to go check so it out. So are you leaving uh, town for the uh, F1? No, I've been hired to do magic for F1. What kind of magic? Uh, just like strolling magic. So you'll be running very fast. <laughs> running alongside. Do they give you another F1 card? You sit on top of it and go, pick a card! No, that car, a color, <laughs> red or black, <laughs> spader, sp spader club. <laughs> Spock card, oh, fuck. Spock card, oh. Spock card, a court card. Oh. <laughs> Who has a hundred? And a hundred dollar bill, hundred dollar bill. But it's also the Doppler effect. Hundred dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have to go in, and I can't drive in. Uh, no, I have to take an Uber to a location. The F1 Uber. Yeah. $1,100. <laughs> but I will get there. Yeah. Uh, they will make way. And then uh, 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 I will take a shovel that will take me into the this particular area. There's going to be six of us strewn about key areas of F1 doing strolling magic. In in the stands? Yeah. No, not in the stands. Uh, in the in the air. Uh, some places are inside, some places are outside, but I'll be outside uh, outside near the stands where people are walking around. Okay. And who hired you to do that? Uh, Shady. But I mean, is it F F1? F1. F1 directly hired me. Yeah, yeah. F1 said, you know, we really giving people a hose in here. We're charging them a shit ton of money. Car's going to go, Phew. that's going to be it. So they're going to be pissed off. So let's see if we can get them pissed off instead at magicians. Well, I mean, especially because I mean, this is where... I, I might be wrong, but that's never stopped us before. And um, so, so there's it's a three night event because the race is on the final night. But you actually watch the time trials ahead of time, because basically 
that's actually where you watch people switch places, you know, as to where they're going to race. Mm-hmm. But apparently in the actual race, when everyone goes, as you're lined up according to your trial times, there's very little passing that happens in the race. And someone very often can lead the race the entire way and win. There's no horse races, they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't go, come on, blue fast car. No. no. Are they all the same color or are they different colors? They're different colors. They got that part. They nailed that part. Now, do they go fast enough that the color shifts as well as the sound? <laughs> Are they close to the speed of light? <laughs> uh, so well, you sit in a crowded stands. Oh, yeah. this sounds like fucking torture <laughs> to me. You know, Adam, the first person I knew that mentioned F1 to me yeah. was Adam Carolla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, there's going to be F1. And I said, what's that? And he explained it to me a little bit. In Vegas, boy, you're so lucky. What the fuck are you talking about? You know? So, and, you know, as I said, so we said, yeah. Glenn said right away, I'm booking our asses in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. They hate Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> no Formula One in Niagara, where we're playing. No Formula One in Windsor, yeah, where we're, yeah, yeah. be no Formula One there at all. Oh, that's going to be fun. Niagara is fun. I love that area a lot. Toronto is the most American of Canada. Mm-hmm. And so I find that area to everyone to be very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. And so I like those kinds of And they also shoot people like they do here. So <laughs> good. We feel at home. You got that down. Uh, so let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have an act in the show called Jelly Beans. Right? Yeah. The entire audience uh, guesses how many jelly beans are in a carafe of jelly beans. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's your opener, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's not actually the opener, but it's the first after the welcomes. It's the oh, yeah, first yeah, yeah, yeah. We always do a preamble. Right. We were doing Age Appropriate Escape as yeah. a preamble. That we changed it to polyester for a preamble just to change it up. Mm-hmm. And then I say, welcome, hi, we're happy to be here. Here's what we do. And then, boom, you want to hit them with a trick that is longish, mm-hmm. 11 or 12 minutes, uh, intellectually stimulating, has some points in it, and then a trick that fucking fries them. And it is a good goddamn trick. Yeah. It fries magicians. Yeah. It fries lay people. It is really good. If you see this show and want a head scratcher, Jelly Beans gives it to you. You will see this on Fool Us this season. Uh huh. There is a carafe of Jelly Beans on stage. Jelly Bellies. They're not a sponsor. No. There's probably be a master class on how to how to enjoy Jelly Beans. Um, but uh, fine product these Jelly Bellies. Yes, but master classes. If they do a master class about it, will be a better product. Yes. Um, in a carafe, you know, it's about pound and a half. So it's going to be about 1500 jelly beans. You can kind of eyeball that. And then everybody guesses how many it's going to be and different sections. They do that before the show. Then I get a usually woman. There's been some exceptions, but usually a woman and usually woman right down front and stage, right? Mm-hmm. The pen side of the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually wearing colorful clothing mm-hmm. so the audience can find that person because they become a character throughout the show. Because for the rest of the show, I give them jelly beans. Yeah. For the rest of the show, they dispense them to the yeah, various audience members who have done stuff. So there's always, the audience almost kind of yells. And now I say, and they say, oh, jelly beans. I give them jelly beans. <laughs> so I pick that person. Now that person comes up, totally ungimmicked, by the way. Yeah. They grab a big big fucking mitt full of coins. Mm-hmm. They put it down on the table. They count them up. Right. The audience takes the guesses on the jelly beans, right? We average those together. We get an amount. And then in a real surprise, right, the amount of money they've pulled out of there is the exact amount that people guessed if they were a penny apiece for the jelly beans. So if, they, if the audience together averaged guesses uh, 1,853 jelly beans. Yeah. And the person reaches in and grabs a handful of coins. They end up having $18.53. So they can buy the jelly beans, right? And I hand them out. This solves a problem. Uh, people think that they're going to be guessing the number of jelly beans, and that's going to be the trick. And we can do that. Right. But the prover is impossible. Right. The punchline is impossible. Okay, 
We've averaged it. We have the right number of jelly beans. Count them. And and for listeners, I'll let you know, I helped work on this trick, and I didn't get it how it was done, even when it was explained to me. It's complicated. <laughs> no one understands it but John Shaft. And uh, it's very complicated. I really, I was like helping with stuff. I was like, I'd say, I would say stuff, and Nate would be like, oh, good, good. And I'm like, I don't know how I helped, but I did. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nate took a long time to understand it. Yeah. I was explaining the arithmetic on this yeah. like I was a school teacher. <laughs> I had Teller and Nate and Zeke and you in class. Yes. I understood it. No, right no, away. you got it right away. When I thought of it, I understood it. Yeah, yeah. And then they have counted the money ahead of time, yeah. okay? They're counting it during this, so there's no way. It's a motherfucker of a trick, right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, they've guessed 1,853 uh, jelly beans in here. Yeah. During that whole thing, the woman's grabbed a handful of coins yeah. and counted them carefully into piles. Right. And then I say, how much money did you grab in a random handful? I show they could have taken more or fewer, that there's a huge option. And she says, $18.53. And I say, hold up that sign. I show the number of jelly beans that they've guessed, $18.53. They match exactly. I say, sold, because you told me that to give punctuation. I hand them the jelly beans and they go back to their seat. And it is a motherfucker of a trick. Yeah. Might be one of the best tricks on the strip. Right. Okay. Now there's a lot of ways for this to fuck up. <laughs> and we have a uh, uh, flow chart to fix things. Yeah. We have a lot of ways to fix things. And one of the ways it can fuck up the most is the woman on stage who's under a lot of pressure. Right. Uh, miscounting the money. And you've learned so many variations of this mistake. Right. So I can say, I say to her, these are not silver dollars. These are Kennedy half dollars. And the best way to count all this money is to put it in piles of a dollar. Yeah. Half dollars, 50 cent pieces, quoted. I explain everything, right? Even people say they're very good at math, and then but they've never handled American currency before. Right. Things like that. And you get people from Australia yeah. and people from England, yeah. and I have to explain things very, very clearly. And that section of telling them how to count has expanded <laughs> from about five seconds to about a minute. And I am ready. I am ready, if they haven't counted properly, to look for the pile of four quarters that's actually five, which is where it happens most of the time. Wow. And I have covers for that. I say, while they're recounting, I say, uh, it's interesting, the etymology of the word quarter. It's <laughs> called a quarter because there are four of them, <laughs> not five, right? And the trick is stronger yeah. if they count right if and those two match. Right. The trick is funnier, arguably, yeah. if they don't count right, because I have so much material. Yeah. And I have a lot of material for whether they undercount or overcount. I have material for everything. I cover it up. And then it ends up being not quite the bang you want, but kind of a butter da butter da butter da bang Yeah. Right? Um, I can cover all of that. There's mistakes I've made other places there that I can cover. Every single time we've done that trick, it has landed. Every single time. Can you think of something that someone could do? Okay, let's go back to when we're first working on this trick. Right. And as we always do, we're brainstorming what can go wrong right. and what can we fix. I mean, just to determine this is outs, right? Outs. Try to anticipate what yeah. would be common And if you read happen. one of the hardest tricks ever done, which is Johnny Thompson's uh, card and wallet. Yeah. He has, I believe this number is correct, but I'm not sure, 76 different outs on how the ending can go. And one of them he used once in a 50-year career. <laughs> but he has them all out there. Yeah. You have to memorize them and flowchart them. Yeah. And for most of the tricks, I have outs that I've memorized and flowcharted. Yeah. If this happens to fuck up, we'll do this. What else that we hadn't thought of would you think of that someone could do that would I'll give you big hints. Okay. It's the woman counting. Yeah. It's something she can do that fucks up the trick that I can't fix no matter what. 
knock over the whole entire table that's holding all the coins? Yes, that would work. That didn't, not what she did. Okay. What she did was, that would be an accident. Yeah, yeah. What she did was malicious. Oh. Just straight up counted them incorrectly to fuck up your trick? Just gave you a false total just to fuck you up? Worse. <laughs> what? Yeah. Here's what happened. <laughs> I have her take a mittful. Yeah. A huge mittful of coins. Yeah. Put them down there. It's in a pile. Yeah. And I say, can you tell how much that is? And sometimes, most times, they say no. And sometimes they say, ah, it looks like 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, yeah, okay, count it, right? Yeah, yeah. She said last night, looks like 14 bucks. I said, okay, it's hard to tell. It's all different denominations. Why don't you count it? Count it carefully. I give her all the stuff. Then I walk away. Then Aaron sees something she's never seen before. You're a stage manager. Yeah, stage manager. And she radios to the backstage crew. Yeah. And she has taken the coins she's taken out. Yeah. She's counted out the amount that made $14, uh-huh. taken all the rest of it and thrown it back in the bowl. Aaron and the crew are backstage burning up the uh, the uh, headphones. Right. Saying, well, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Uh, there's no way the trick works. It, nothing can work. It's not even a trick anymore. Uh, the trick was not supposed to be the woman estimates how many- Jelly beans are in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that. Honestly, not be blown away if you go, fine, $14. That, yeah, that would, that would be nothing. That would be no trick at all. So- the crew calls Teller over to the wings and says to Teller, oh, there's nothing we can do. We're fucked. That's all they say to him. <laughs> Teller- we run all the calculations, sir. We're fucked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's going to crash into the moon. Sorry. <laughs> so. I used the time stone to review 18 million different alternatives. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't find any. <laughs> We've been all thinking for like, you know, 18 hours now. Yeah. No one's come up with a solution. But the great thing is now, it's an interesting social situation. Teller knows we're fucked. Yeah. The crew knows we're fucked. You haven't seen Aaron that. knows we're fucked. All the spotlight operators know we're fucked. <laughs> And Aaron says on headset, we have uh, no idea what Penn's going to do. He's going to find out in about 15 seconds that what he's been building up for, I don't know she said all this, what he's been building up for 11 minutes cannot pay off. There will not be a trick. He has built up to something that does not happen. So please, everybody on headsets, everybody ready. We don't know what Penn is going to do. We all know something Penn doesn't. (laughs) He will find out just moments before the audience finds out. And we have no idea what he's going to do. I don't even get a hint, right? I kind of doesn't even give you like a glance. I look over at Teller and he looks a little bit despondent. (laughs) He looks a mite worried. I mean, and okay, that crew has been working on some pretty world-class magic tricks <laughs> for a lot of decades combined. By the way, this is a world-class magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, but, but I mean, I mean, and if Teller, who's been working on magic for a very long time, <laughs> who's experienced outs on every level, yeah, is looking at you like despondent. And, not and and he has watched me, and I. I, I, I don't mean to toot my own horn, yeah. but he's watched me save a tremendous number of things. <laughs> so as I'm talking, you know, and one of the the, the, the gifts I have from Jesus Christ our Lord yeah. is I am able to keep talking while processing other information. Yes. So I've Hard looked skill. down and she's written the wrong number and it doesn't look like the right number of coins. 
and I'm holding a bottle with one number on it. She's got another number written down. And I know that the major mistake that they make is miscounting. Yeah. And I can usually, while talking, eyeball her total, look at my total, say, okay, if she counted silver doll, if she counted half dollars as dollars, that would add four dollars to this about, I don't know. She can't because you really I don't know how much change she's grabbed. Yeah, yeah. So it's really so I go, she could have overcounted, she's undercounted. If she's overcounted, that means she counted them as uh, the dollars as half dollars. If she's undercounted, it probably means she's put five quarters in. If she's off by twenty-five, I've got one pile there that has five in it. I gotta find that instantly, then go into the I'm doing all that math. Yeah. I'm looking at my number, $18.53. I'm looking at her number, which is $14. And it seems very odd because I remember that that's the same amount that she predicted. So I'm thinking, oh, she didn't count them. She just wrote down 14, but they're in piles. God, how, what, uh, uh, and we will say, we will find out what Penn did after we talk a little bit about masterclass. (laughs) I've said this before. I don't know how many times I can say it. Masterclass is a great thing. What I find gives me the most joy in my life, other than family. Yeah. I guess you got to say that. And other than my work, I suppose, is lifelong learning. Yeah. I just adore it. I like to think that everything I read and learn from changes the show, changes my work. It makes me who I am. Yeah. But Masterclass does that so efficiently. Yeah. You know, I'm a member of Masterclass, of course. They have these classes, these lessons, these instructors who are, when they say Masterclass, they're really not joking. No. Uh, they are masters. And I, I mean, I get really impressed with like Steve Martin, Neil Gaiman, yeah. uh, Ron Howard. Yeah. You know, those Even are the like ones. Mike Krzyzewski's, which is crazy to me. I did. Is that, is that the basketball cap? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's astronauts. Yeah. And that's the reason it's lifelong learning and not actually like a trade school. Right. Because I had no intention of becoming an astronaut. <laughs> Yet I learned a ton from the astronaut. Yeah. It's stuff that applies to my life and changes my life. Anytime you get to listen to true experts, have yeah. true expertise. Like about anything. About anything. You know, it's I don't know if they have a master class on knitting, mm-hmm. but I guarantee you it's well done if they do. Yeah. And I guarantee you, even if you don't knit, you'll learn stuff about life. What have you been learning there, Eddie? Just did Bob Woodward. Mm. Oh, wow. Why didn't I watch that one? I think you'd like it. I th- I'm sure I would. What's Woodward talk about? I'd say about half of it is an exploration of Watergate from his point of view. Oh, man. Wow. So master class on saving the country. <laughs> yeah. Boy, we need that now. I, like, I, I hope a say, lot of people are getting that master class. We can get, you know, 150 million people to watch that master class. Yeah. It'd be really helpful. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> we're no longer working for master class. We're trying to save the United States of America. <laughs> and what's the other half? He did a lesson on how to walk the line on figuring out the truth and what to do when you're wrong. Wow. Ooh, I got to, I got to, of course, I have huge experience in being wrong. Right. I should probably, I know we do the master class on magic. Yeah. Kind of tell her, but I should do a master class on being wrong because yeah. I have I have so much experience. No. But talking about saving the country yeah. and lifelong learning. Yeah. And this is in all formats and all. Do I have to say that stuff really? Well, I mean, you can the, watch the class anywhere. guides are great. They're individual lessons mm-hmm. and they come with class guides. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the Penn and Teller class guides, mm-hmm. you can become a working magician. For you them. can. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. And I bet you can become a working cook and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you can also just lifelong learning. So this holiday season, yeah, uh, this, is a, this is a mind-blowing uh, deal. This holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash pen. That's uh, right now you can get two memberships for the price of one, which means two you get two gifts to give to somebody yeah. for the price of one. Check two people off the list, or you could do two, check four off the list, or you could do three. Check, you know what I learned that yeah. in arithmetic? Masterclass. Um, <laughs> right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash masterclass.com slash 
offer terms apply. Oh, boy, masterclasses. I'm so glad they took over the show. Wish they'd taken over the trick last night. <laughs> so in the last episode of The Perils of Penn, we saw Penn tied to the railroad tracks. Yes. Like Batman, tied to a giant... Oh, he was going to be gold-plated. Chuck it, chuck it, chuck it, chuck it, chuck it, chuck it. With uh, 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 the woman you had up playing the Joker. Exactly. <laughs> Why so serious, Pen? <laughs> Do you wonder how I got these scars? By only counting to 14 and giving up. So I walk over to her and I say, Why do you have $14 here? And I look, I look at the piles. I'm going through and going, Why do you have 14 dollars here. And she says, that was the number I predicted. That's the number I got. I said, well, you pulled that number 14, you pulled out of your ass. Is that correct? He goes, yeah. And I go, what happened to the other coins? Because I'm hopeful yeah. that the other coins are over behind the, um, yeah. she could have done that, what in she a, considered to be a in joke. Pocket. Yeah. Put them in her pocket. She could have put them underneath the piece of paper she wrote on. Uh-huh. There's a lot of places to hide those yeah. where I'd be able to say, pull them out of your goddamn pockets and count them. Yeah. Boy, boop, 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 even more amazing, really. Yeah. Really more amazing. There's now, at this point in the show, there are a ton of endings yeah. that would be great. Now, Aaron knows there aren't. <laughs> okay. Teller knows there aren't. A couple things are happening right now. One is we know... That you guys don't use plants. Mm-hmm. That's what we're, we're listening to right now. Oh, if we did, yeah. we would not see her again on stage. <laughs> no, no. And now you're hearing, when you hear of other magicians who do use plants, the real reason they use them. <laughs> well, that's true. There's one <laughs> magician who actually stooged paper balls over the head, <laughs> which you do not need a stooge for. No. In any way, except they can't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they can't eat one of the balls. <laughs> so... I have a moment now yeah. where I am incredulous. Yeah. And I still am clawing on to the hope. Maybe there's a supreme being who will give us salvation out of this steaming pile of shit that we live in. <laughs> I'm clawing now. And I say to her the sentence, where'd you put the other coins? Yeah. She says, back in the big bowl. I go, the difference between the coins you pulled out and the 14 that you pulled out of your ass are now back in that bowl. We're indistinguishable from all the other coins. She says proudly, yes. I say, huh. And I turn around and I walk backstage. I leave the stage. Entirely leave the stage. And Teller comes Because you just left a successful mentalist on stage. <laughs> yeah. Someone who found out their own prediction was correct. I left the stage. I walk backstage. And Teller sits on the stairs and just looks forlorn and despondent. <laughs> 45 years of showbiz. I go backstage and Nate says... Hey, boss, you want, we should beat her to death? (laughs) Which makes me laugh. And I stand there formulating my plan. Yeah. While the crew stands there just going, I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Now, I'm off stage a really, really long time. And I'm going to tell you in real amounts so you get an idea. I am probably. 14 minutes. I'm probably off stage. Well, that'll. That'll be coming up. <laughs> I am off stage uh, probably 15 to 20 seconds. You know how long that is Yeah. in stage time. Yeah, yeah. That is incredible in stage time. Let's give it to him right now. <laughs> okay, we'll give him 15 seconds. This is the amount of time I am off stage starting now. That's a long fucking time. <laughs> That's the amount of time that I'm off stage, okay, and Teller's sitting despondent on the uh, 
uh, on the stage. I then come off, I've been thinking this whole time. I then come off stage and say, get the hell off my stage now. Get off my stage. Get off my, get off my stage. And she's laughing. And I say, get off the stage. Stop laughing. Get off the stage. Sit down. Get off the stage. And she gets off. She stands up. And I say, no, get off the stage. She's kind of smiling and laughing. And I say, no, no, don't applaud for her. Get off the stage. Sit down. <laughs> then I say, let me make this very clear to you and to the entire audience. I hate you. <laughs> At that point, the audience is really cheering. Yeah. I'm holding the jelly beans in my hand. Yeah. And I go... Every time we've done this trick, we give the jelly beans to the person who was on stage. It's not happening tonight. <laughs> the whole class is being punished. You're not getting these jelly beans. Then I say, whole tone changes. Total change. Let me explain what's supposed to happen there. And I explained to them the impossibility of the trick yeah. and how wonderful it is and how she gets jelly beans at the end. Yeah. I said, really a nice, nice magic trick. I said, now you're probably sitting in your seat thinking, oh, well, she ruined this trick for Penn and Teller. She took 11 minutes where they were trying to do a really great trick and she ruined that for us. But no, that's not what she did. That's not important. We're working here. Yeah. There's another thousand people in the theater who've spent their hard-earned money yeah. and have given us 11 minutes of that time, which she, by pulling a number out of her ass, pissed away. <laughs> you all have 11 minutes of your life that you will never get back. <laughs> so in terms of utilitarian philosophy, the damage you've done is a, le a thousand people times 11 minutes, which comes out to, oh, around 14 hours. <laughs> Let's it, give them 11 minutes. <laughs> 14 hours that you've taken away from humanity. <laughs> this is suffering you caused. And I said, now, let's address these jelly beans. I said, Alana came up for polyester, a child. Yeah. A child came on stage. A child came on stage, was given a set of activities more difficult than Lisa. Lisa was her name. More difficult than Lisa. And Alana did every one of these tasks perfectly. Let's talk to Alana. And I walk into the audience. Now, the woman for the jelly beans is picked for proximity to the stage yeah, so everybody can get jelly beans. Stairs, yeah. The person who's picked for polyester is picked to be right in the center of the audience, right? Because you want that to feel like it's coming from out of there. Yeah. So I walk deep into the audience. Now, remember, remember, uh, everybody's working. Aaron's on the headset going, it looks like he's going into the audience toward the polyester girl. Can we get lights on him? Any specials we can get on him? Let's keep the follow spots on him. Yeah. Uh, bring all the house lights up. Try to focus it over. He's going stage left. Do you remember the polyester woman? Do anything you can, Matt. Uh, light her up. Uh, let's, let's get some lights. Let's get, I don't know how long he's going to be in there. I don't know how long. Do you want a dim stage? This is all being screamed yeah. over there. I stroll into the audience and say, Alana, let me, let me talk to you for a moment. When I called you on stage, you're nervous, right? You're really nervous. And I said, you are a child. And I bring you up on stage, and it's loud, and there's lights, and you can't see the audience, but you have things that you're being told to do. And you did them. And you did them all in the right order. And we, together... You, me, and Teller created something on the stage that was really beautiful. And as you went down to doing everything right, the audience went wild. And the joy that they felt was, was put to you 
And then you're sitting in your seat feeling, I really did something right. Yeah. And you feel great. And the whole audience saw a miracle. Unlike Lisa, who humiliated herself and me and Teller and wasted the time of everybody in the audience, including Elliot, who held up the slips of paper and did the adding. Elliot, you were beautiful. Never have I appreciated Alana and Elliot more than tonight. You two just... I sometimes, I feel guilty now because I sometimes take that for granted. And of course, uh, Aaron's on the headset going, I have no idea how long he's doing. I have no idea how long he's doing. And then Aaron actually says, actually says over the headset, we might not get out of here for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) And I hold the jelly beans and I don't remember some of this word for word. I remember this part word for word. I said, to give Lisa these jelly beans would give me nausea of the soul. <laughs> to give her these jelly beans would give me cancer of the heart. My life would no longer be worth living if Lisa got any one of these jelly beans. So, Alana, I'm giving you the jelly beans. Because giving you the jelly beans for doing your task right fills me with joy. And I ask you one favor, one small favor, and I know you're going to do it because you followed the directions on everything else perfectly. Don't let Lisa get one of them. (laughs) And I give her the jelly beans and I say, Alana, you did everything right. Stand up. Hold your jelly beans. <laughs> take some applause. And the crowd goes wild. I walk back to the stage and say, and Elliot, you did such a good job. And they applaud like crazy. And I go, uh, okay, we'll go on with the show, but we will not have that bed of miracle to build on for all of our joy because <laughs> Lisa took that away from us. My God. 10 minutes I added to the show. 10 minutes? 10 minutes added to the show. You got a trick? Mm. 10 minutes added to the show. (laughs) And then for the rest of the show, okay, uh, it was, first of all, uh, I use a loud, aggressive tone for many other tricks in the show. Yeah. That had to go away. Because right. I had I had burned all. all of it. Yeah, yeah. So when I brought the the child up for souvenir, yeah, it was like you can count these, you can hold it up, you're not going to have any problems. It's all going to be perfect. Yeah. Look at that, Lisa. Watch this. This is a child <laughs> doing a more difficult thing than you did, and doing it perfectly and with love. And then I go, I want to give you some jelly beans too. No, I act like. It's not part of the show to give out jelly beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I say, could we please, all the audience working together, all the good people here, <laughs> could you set up a jelly bean brigade so that uh, so that uh, a Laurieanne can have her jelly bean? And she goes in the middle of the audience, and they pass the jelly beans. First, they had force of his hands. They pass it back <laughs> over their heads. <laughs> she gets her jelly beans. The people for the rest of the night were so Great. Of course. So every time I raise my voice in the show, it's it's almost reciprocal. Yeah. Every time I raise it, I would go to, and I know you're going to do this perfectly. <laughs> I know you're going to do this great. And, you know, the sound is boosting my levels, so I got that inverse square law. Did you do my, What's that? Do you haystack? Oh, yeah. And boy, was that good. And she even says, I will not make a mistake. Yeah, I will do it. She says that I'll do every, I'll do everything right. That's one of the most coaching of the audience member. That's why. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. For the audience, and I thing. coach her so yeah, gently. Yeah. I go, "What you're going to do is a lot harder than what Lisa had to do, <laughs> but we all know you're going to do it right, right." So it's not even admonishing her. Don't be like Lisa. It's celebrating. Was Lisa there with friends? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, this this is where the story's going. Yeah, it's yeah. coming around. So every single person, right? And on pizza, where I say the amount of money you could have taken, 
I say, you could have taken $14. (laughs) And uh, I say, at what point in the show, I just say, um, uh, which I never have said during a show before, aren't we all having a great time? And they all cheer. And I go, that's amazing. Would Lisa try to destroy it for us? (laughs) And the audience is cheering, right? Yeah. Cheering. It's one of our better shows. Yeah. And every other trick goes pow, right on, lands perfectly. And I'm having a lot of fun because I get to do a different delivery of everything. Yeah. It's a whole different character. Well, one thing you never do uh, that every director you've worked with has tried to get you to do is like celebrate some of your tricks more. Mm -hmm. So you actually get to celebrate some of these Mm -hmm. tricks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you probably get and I'm, applause. I am so gentle. You'd be laughing your ass off just at how gentle yes, I was. Yes, that would so crack me up. You've got that. You've got the. What kind of what needle did you pick? Yeah, red embroidered, red darning needle, a red darning needle, and you've got that so clear in your head, don't you? <laughs> you have that absolutely clear. And I don't even have. Look at that. There's no tension in me. I don't think there's any chance you're going to forget that. Because I know you're going to do everything right. Look at that. I'm not trembling. I'm not upset. No adrenaline coursing through me like there was 35 minutes ago. Because you're doing everything right. Everything. You're fabulous. The whole show goes like that. The whole show. And then I come to the ring on the rose thing. Yeah. And I say, the guy has to be sure he knows the name. Yes. And I say, also gently... I say, you swear that's your ring? And he says, yes, I do. I say, you swear that if that's not your ring, you will spend eternity in hell doing nude lap dances for Hitler, Nixon, and Lisa. And Teller, who's on stage, just starts laughing hysterically. <laughs> I mean, it's inevitable. It's inevitable, right? Yeah. But Teller hadn't thought of it. No, no, exactly. And nor had the crew thought of it. No. So when I said Lisa, there's a big, big laugh. And when Teller is doing the Teller and Ped thing where he plays me, yeah. he goes to get a card selected, turns over towards Lisa, then just goes, Shakes his head no and goes the other way. And the audience also goes wild. And then I did something that the, um, I think really addresses a larger question hmm. that I think is interesting. The end of the show, I, uh, I show a candy bar from our, uh, of elephant milk yes. candy bar. And it's like a, a dollar candy bar that I show on stage. And then I always, after I've demonstrated it, I throw it into the audience to someone. Uh, if there's a child that we've, I've raised my voice to, I throw it to them. If there's a woman in the front row or a man who's been really effusive in their yeah. response, I throw them that. I'll sometimes, if somebody got slighted in some way, I'll walk over to one side of the stage and toss the candy bar there. Now, I start thinking about this 15 minutes beforehand, (laughs) what I'm going to do with that candy bar. Yeah. This is the final show of gratitude for someone in the audience. Mm -hmm. It is the final thing we're going to give out. Yeah. This is your last trick of the night. Last trick of the night. Finally, we're going to give out. It's right before... Uh, thank yous to the crew and good nights. Yeah. There's nothing after this, not a moment after this. And I've got a candy bar, which is perceived by the audience as a true gift. Yeah. It's perceived by the audience as a true gift, not a joke gift like Teller throwing the bloody handkerchief. Right. But it's consider- considered a, a true gift. And I'm thinking, well, I can do the joke. I'm sure not giving this to Lisa and throw it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Or I can wrap up the whole show right. Yeah. So I say, candy bar, and I lean over and I go, here you go, Lisa. And I toss it to her. And the crowd cheers. They go wild. It brings closure to this. And I finish the show, and it actually is uh, an excellent show. Yeah. 
And I think to myself, which is, you know, I mean, I remember the first person who said this to me was Robin Williams mm -hmm. in San Francisco. Robin was already famous, but not the level of superstar he was going to be. But he was well known. Yeah. Uh, he'd been on TV and he was really loved. Comedian famous, not a Hollywood actor. Ah, uh, already TV famous. He'd done Mork oh, right, and Mindy. Right. Yeah, done yeah. Mork and Mindy. Yeah, so yeah. He, he'd finished Mork and Mindy and he was back in San Francisco. And he did a show with a heckler. And the heckler was a pain in the ass. Yeah. And Robin, of course, handled him handily. Got big laughs, everything else. And I was with Robin. And Robin said, um, you know, and the thing is, if I see that person any other time, they're going to say, I really helped out your show. Yep. And he said, and it fills me with rage. Yep. And they'll talk about how good I was. You were so good with that heckler. Yeah. And he said, I, I don't know how. I, uh, and I've had, because we meet the audience after the show yeah. for so many years, I've had people come up and say, well, I really helped you out there. Hecklers always think they're helping, and it's weird. Yeah, yeah, always. And I, I know I mean, we weren't out beating people afterwards because doctors won't let us, really. Yeah. Uh, doctors advise against it, not right. let us is a little bit too colloquial. They advise against it, so we're not out there. I know. Also, it's important to say, during the entire show, including me ripping her apart, and I'm, I'm clocking this all the time. Yeah. You know, the audience can't see me doing it, but I'm doing it. She's laughing and applauding, and the guy with her's laughing and applauding. That's it, yeah. There's curious. no one enjoying it more right. than she is. And when I'm talking to people on stage not like Lisa, she's leading the applause. Yeah, yeah. So whether she realized how much she fucked up the show or not, right. she's making all the right moves from there on. Right, good point. Yeah, yeah. She's doing it right. Right. Because if she was showing anger... Or tears. I couldn't do any of that. No. <laughs> couldn't do any of that. <laughs> couldn't do any of that. Of None course of not. No, no, no. So she's giving me license to save the show after she ruined it. Yeah. She's giving that. She really is. There's no doubt about that. Right. She could have played it. A, uh, she could have stormed out. Of course. Yeah, she yeah. She that would have sucked. She could have stormed out crying. Yeah, yeah. And then I got no moves. No, no, no. No moves. She left me that one move. So I throw her the candy bar. And the crowd goes wild. Now, um, my ape brain, my ape brain is saying, you cannot reward someone who's treated you badly. Mm -hmm. That is teaching our society things we shouldn't do, right? <laughs> uh, you, you can't celebrate someone who's stolen something from a 7-Eleven. Right, right, right. Our society says that. And you know, I don't believe in punishment. No. I really don't. But- a lot of me is saying, by throwing her that candy bar, I am doing something wrong. I am condoning an action that I don't condone. Fascinating. It bothers me. Yeah. And then I think, but wait a minute. The chances she's on stage again for jelly beans, really close to zero. Yeah. Really close to zero. The chances she's on stage in her life at another magic show where she's asked to do something is low, but not impossible. Right. Va vanishingly, but maybe in her whole life, 5%. If she's someone who goes to shows, yeah. she might be at Mac King tomorrow afternoon. We don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, so I thought, Ooh, now I've told her that, mm, I don't know. I don't know. And then I think, well, other people in the audience are going to be thinking, Oh, it's okay to screw up things. And I go, no. Not one person is going to think that. No. There is no societal reason that there needs to be any reprimand whatsoever. And if I throw this to her, it actually shows what my real morality is. If there's no more danger, there's no punishment. Now, I know people are scoffing, and I, I, I agree with you, that I am elevating uh, this bullshit little silly magic show to a level of morality right. and society. I, and I know that's bullshit completely. But what the audience should try to understand is that in the microcosm, which I understand is insignificant, not even insignificant looking at the universe or looking at all time, but insignificant just looking at this day 
in Vegas, it's an insignificant thing. Our magic show does not matter to anyone. And I know that. Right. But in order to do my job, I have to feel like it's important no, and for those moments. Each show, you know, it's a, you're creating a, like, you know, I always like go back to your Tim's Vermeer where they talk about a yeah. painting as a document, yeah. right? Like you are creating a document for the evening. You yeah. are finishing your painting for the night. Yeah. Yeah. And so all the things you're running through are basically actually self-reflective. Yeah. Who are you as an artist? Yeah. yeah. And how do I want to end artistically? And the way night? to end artistically is to show uh, gratitude and to be gracious towards Lisa. Yeah. So I throw her that candy bar and as it leaves my hand, you know, slow motion tumbling through the air yeah. and she reaches up her hand to catch it in a perfect catch, by the way, mm-hmm. boom, out of the air. I realize that this is the point I want to make of the show, Yeah. which is we're all here to have a good time. We had a good time. She did no damage whatsoever to our evening. Right. Boom. Yeah. And done. Yeah. And I went off stage, and this is so embarrassing. I was fucking exhausted. Oh, wow. That adrenaline. <laughs> and also, when I go off stage with Teller does the um, silverfish. Yes. The miser's dream of the fish. I get four minutes backstage. I was backstage going, I can't stay this jacked up. I was trembling from the adrenaline. And I remember when I was learning poker, they said, if you get a pair of aces dealt to you, American Airlines, you will, you will start to tremble because there's so much adrenaline in your system. You're not getting rid of. I had enough there to go through the whole show at Ramon's level easily. And I had to pull that all in because I knew I had to balance that I couldn't give them any more volume or any more aggression for the whole rest of the show. Yeah. I couldn't raise my voice again. And as you know, all I do is raise my voice. Yeah. So I had to bring that down and keeping that in check while it was coursing through my system. I mean, I'm going to check my heart rate, but I bet I stayed <laughs> at about a hundred for the whole show. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm usually resting at the show. I'm usually resting about 58 and usually during the show I go to 72. Okay. And, you know, Neil Armstrong during the, Takeoff of Apollo 11, yeah. his heart rate went to 80. But I can't do that. So my heart rate was through the roof. Yeah. And my muscles, I was in fight or flight to the nth degree. Again, microcosm doesn't matter to the world, matters to me. Yeah. Right? And I had to pull that all down. I walked off stage and I was exhausted. I could barely walk to my dressing room. I was just like, oh, man. And whatever's happening to your body as it gets rid of all that lactic acid, I think that whole theory has been disproved. But it's working through whatever it has to. I had had an hour and 40-minute workout. I mean, my body thought that I had, you know. Closed your rings. Run a five. (laughs) Oh, I closed my my rings when I saw it was $14. (laughs) So, there's a lot more we wanted to talk about. Maybe we'll get to it when we do the uh, Patreon yeah. thing next. But uh, I do want to say, greatest gift you could ever give somebody, lifelong learning. You'll want to do that. This is Ben Sunday School. It's brought to you by Masterclass. This holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash Ben. Right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash I got to tell you, helping someone with lifelong learning, enriching them, give them more of their life, it's a great, great way to budget your holiday gifting. I really do think it is. Masterclass.com slash pen. Offer terms apply. That was Penn Sunday School brought to you by Masterclass. That was Penn Sunday School. Cha-cha-cha. And to listening. You become naked. So that was something at Don Lee last night. Oh my God. That was something. You know what's funny is that there's an amount of people that left us that being like, she's a plant. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Absolutely right. Yeah. 
There was no jelly bean trick. Yeah. It wasn't ever going to work. Bit. It was just a bit. And we liked it. <laughs> Gotta go back to that jelly bean bit. Hey, Matt Donnelly, you got anybody to thank? I do. I want to thank the following people who support us over at patreon.com slash pen. They're the people that can hop on our town hall podcast which we're recording to make bank episodes. If you're a member of Patreon, you might be able to hop on and, and chat with Penn and other, and other listeners as well. Check that out at patreon.com slash pen. I want to thank Colin Durham, Susie Felber, Lancey Minshew, Harlan Liam Clark, Michelle Yeiser, Brogan Hastings, Placida Scott, Damian Martin, Garth Reynolds, Adam Luce, Red Random, and he loved it, Timo Tihoff, Mark Pickenheim, Terry, Scott Kelly, Kirk Barrett, Adam Bersons, Matthew Applehands, Carlos Alvarez, Nicholas Emerson, Michael Cornwall, Rob Allegar, Ross Devereaux, Ryan Matthews, Jeff Bacher, Michael Torbay, Ilan Lee, Jeff Loomis, Caleb McJakey, Nicole Martin, Crazy Cat Lady Scoop, Music Man, Keith Corning, No Thank You Daddy, Rachel Hawkins, Jake Schneider, Pete Hoke, Kelly McCauley, Corey Mitchell, Robin Garnett, JLBusinessAdvisors.com, Love Tom and Julie Lynn, Ovi Dimitrian Jr., Jeremy R22, Winter Rierkowski, Kristen Klinik, Haiti Wabi, Michael Cohen, Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard, <laughs> Dr. Scooplittle, Joe Mastrangelo, Jeremiah Jenkins, but wait, there's more as I click on the next page. Piff the Magic Dragon, buy the book at PiffTheMagicDragon.com. Thank you, whoever changed their name to that. Uh, Alexander Hoffman, Danny Olwine, Steve Volcano, Jim, who would love to perform the new Penn & Teller block trick, Scooped Mids, and Paul McBride. Thank you so much. Thank you. Forwarded message. I was at the show on Saturday, November 11th, at the Rio, and Penn asked me to come up on stage and participate by counting out money. He asked me how much money I thought I had pulled out of the bowl, and I said $14. When I counted out $14 in change, I still had about 9 or 10 coins left. I wanted to be exactly right to see what Penn would do, so I put the extra coins back into the bowl before he came back over. When he came back to me and he realized what I had done, he told me to get off the stage, and everyone, including myself, was laughing. He proceeded to reference me not doing things correctly for the rest of the night, which was pretty hilarious. And at the end, he did toss me a candy bar and mouthed, thank you, which I appreciated. I just wanted to thank him for being a good sport and say that we have both been fans of Penn and Teller for a long, long time, have their books and all that. It was a great show I will never forget. And if they are willing to send me an autograph after the stunt I pulled, that would be great.